0: Welcome back to the Digital Dive Podcast, a conversation about tech. My name is Darsh. I am one of your hosts.
1: My name is Jacqueline. I'm your other host. This week's episode, we're going to focus on sleep and specifically sleep tech. I feel like this has been a big trend in the tech space. Darsh thought this would be a cool topic, and it's actually funny that he mentioned it because I've been sleeping terribly in the last two weeks. You're saying. And so it could not be more relevant. So we're going to talk about that this episode. If
0: you like what you hear this episode, guys, make sure to hit that follow button on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It makes sure that you get notified of every episode that we put out, and it helps us get this show out to even more people. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Let's roll the intro.
1: All right, so I just want to start out with what my sleep has been like this last week. And then I want to hear what your sleep has been like, Darsh, because I feel like that will be really relevant to what we talk about in terms of how we're tracking our sleep and then mm-hmm. maybe something we can But So for me, this last week, I've been really struggling to fall asleep. Like it's taken me two hours most nights, mm-hmm. racing thoughts. I've been trying meditations. It's not helping. And I use something called an aura ring, which full disclosure, guys, I, they sponsored me in the past, but this is obviously not sponsored. I use the product like every day. And so it tracks your sleep and then it also tracks a bunch of different things that we'll get into later. But generally my sleep the last week has been terrible.
0: Yeah, I kind of feel that too. I've had a a rough time sleeping. So it's like the weather has been so messy here. Uh, It's been like high pollen count, but at the same time, it's going from like negative one degrees Celsius to maybe 15 degrees Celsius. So like we're, we're looking at a pretty big margin. Like it's going from below zero. So like it's cold to 15 degrees, which is like relatively warm. And so... We have that with a high pollen count, so we've had our window open like for the past couple of weeks, just kind of like air out the apartment, just because it's like we don't want to keep the heat or the AC running. So okay. we're like constantly opening and closing. And with the high pollen count, like I just my congestion's been so bad. I, I refuse to take allergy meds for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe just I a, <laughs> a think. But I've been trying to find like different ways to fall asleep because then also then I also have the racing thoughts and like I just finished up a semester, so I'm like thinking about my future now. I'm thinking about like what's going on in, uh, in my life. So. I've definitely gone into a weird space of my sleep. and I've been trying to upgrade and level up that sleep. So uh, we thought it'd be a cool episode topic to kind of talk about some sleep tech, some cool different uh, innovations in the space that will provide more individuals like myself and Jacqueline to sleep better and to kind of have a better understanding of what works for our sleep and what really helps us get the best out of those eight to nine hours. I guess, I don't know, Jacqueline, I feel like Jacqueline's at like three hours, but that's a, <laughs> that's a <laughs> different story. Dude,
1: I'm trying, I'm trying. I feel like last year, like 2020, was rough because my entire routine, like everyone else's was completely changed with COVID. Mm-hmm. And so I was going to bed at like 3am, like most nights. Yeah, I It was not good. Um, So I've been trying to get better. I would say like, I don't know, 60% of the time I get like eight to 10 hours of sleep or maybe a little like 50% of the time. And then the rest, I'm probably like anywhere from three to seven, but I am working on it because there have been tons of studies that have shown that sleep is directly correlated to like, if you get Alzheimer's and your memory, Mm -hmm. And your overall immune system, like all these bad things if you don't sleep. So um, the first thing that Darch and I are going to talk about is sleep trackers, because that's the first metric that you get to know if you're sleeping well. And so the one that I use is Oura Ring. And just to give everyone quick context on what it does, it will track what time you fall asleep, what time you wake up. So to give reference, last night I went to bed at 1.01 a.m. and I woke up at 10.40. So that was actually a pretty good night's sleep.
0: That was a pretty good night's
1: sleep. And within that time, so it says, let me see here. I was in bed for nine hours and 45 minutes, but I was only actually asleep for eight hours. So the sleep efficacy was 84%. Then it tracks your resting heart rate as well. And then it also will track different sleep cycles, like your REM cycle, your deep sleep, and your restfulness. And so, like, based on that, then you can see like what type of sleep you're getting, because certain sleep is better for like immune health and memory and things like that. So if there are days where I have bad memory, it often means that I didn't get enough like restorative sleep. And then the last thing that it tracks is how long it takes you to fall asleep. So your latency. And Mm -hmm. so it says that ideally you should fall asleep within 15 to 20 minutes of lying down. If you fall asleep in less than five minutes, it means you're overtired. And if it's more than that, that's also not good. Like you've probably been on your phone too long or maybe you've eaten too close to bed or you've done something that energizes you. Um, And so it took me like 24 minutes that night, which is not the best. But um, I think that what Darsh and I... Also, we're talking about it, something that you can um, measure tangibly, but like the racing thoughts, I don't know why, for, but for some reason, like right before bed, I feel like it's so much worse than at any other time during the day.
0: Well, I feel like that's like the one time during the day that you actually have like a second to sit and like think. Like if you're constantly moving and constantly doing things and you're constantly, you're effectively always making your brain work. You're constantly, I'm really blanking on the word for it right now too. Um, it, it's um, stimulation. You're constantly stimulating your brain. Yeah, and so the more you stimulate your brain throughout the day, like by the time you sit down at night, it's like okay, like now I can actually think. I have like a second of like peace, quiet. I'm just like getting comfortable, and like now it's easy for me to start like having these wandering thoughts, these random things, like just trying to like get through. I guess, but yeah, it was I don't know, just a very very interesting phenomenon trying to fall asleep. I don't know, Jack. What what have you uh, found from like the aura ring? Because I'm actually very interested in the ring. It's uh, it's become something that I've actually looked at, looked into, like wanted to kind of pick one up. I've been debating about it. So in terms of like all these different metrics that it tracks, does it showcase in like a in like a grid or like a, uh, a bar chart or some kind of like statistic to kind of show you how well you've been sleeping or is it just...
1: Yeah, good question.
0: Or is it like it's all through the app, right? Because there's no screen or anything on it. It's just like the sensors yeah. in the ring?
1: Exactly. So it has sensors in the ring. You can turn on airplane mode when you sleep um, and then you put it back on its charging base and it will turn back on and then sync with your phone. And the metrics that it gives you is your readiness score, which is like your overall activity plus sleep, to know like if you will like feel up to like taking on a challenging day or if you should just like rest and recover. So, for example, on Tuesday I only slept five hours, and mm-hmm. so my readiness score was fifty three out of hundred, and so it says like this may be a signal that your body needs some time to recover today. And so like it kind of almost gives you like a third party permission to like know. Mm -hmm. like you don't have to feel guilty about taking time off which I think is something that people struggle with and then the other thing it does like it will give you a sleep score as well out of 100 so like 65 for that day and then if you go to if you click on that there is a bar graph showing how much sleep you got in comparison to the rest of the week and then it will give you an analysis too so I think that that's actually one of the things that sleep trackers are really good for in general is not just like giving you the amount of time that you slept but also analyzing it so it may say things like your heart rate was really like high during your sleep. Maybe did you eat too close to dinner or like, did you work out too close to dinner? And then it will also look at other, like the different sleep cycles that it will show you that in not like a bar graph, but like a different type of graph. I can't think of the name, but it's like horizontal and it measures each thing and shows you percentages as well. So like you can get a quick glance of how well you slept, but then you can also kind of delve deeper into it. And then on the iPhone, it will Mm -hmm. sync with the health app actually. Mm -hmm. And so like, like you can have like all your data in aggregate, like your workout data, your sleep data, like you can kind of get like a holistic picture, which I think is probably similar to what you had with the Apple watch, right?
0: Yeah. So, okay. I used to use an Apple watch when I slept, but then it was like just too bulky when I would go to bed, like on my wrist. I don't like wearing a watch when I go to bed, but a ring is a lot more manageable because you don't actually feel it necessarily as much. And like, you also get used to it if you wear it day after day. Totally. So like I'd actually prefer to have a, a ring to wear to bed to track my sleep, but I did have my Apple watch for a bit. And Honestly, I just stopped using it because I was tired of seeing that I wasn't sleeping well Um, and I wanted to just kind of like like, (laughs) blissful ignorance because I don't know. I I feel like to some extent, like my sleep schedule, especially when I'm in school is very sporadic and I don't always get the best night's sleep. What do you
1: say is like sleep on average?
0: How much do I sleep? Yeah. Uh, It varies. So like my sleep right now, my sleep is really weird. I wake up like too many times during the night. Like I'll go to bed at maybe like let's say midnight or 1 a.m. And then I'll wake up the next morning for like 9 a.m. And so within that span, I'll wake up at like 5, I'll wake up at 7, then I'll wake up at like 8.30. And then usually around 8.30, I'll try to put myself back to sleep just so I get the extra 30 minutes. But then it just makes me so much more drowsy and more like groggy afterward. I did notice though that there are certain pieces of tech that I thought were quite useful in helping you wake up in a better way. And one of the things I've actually been reading about quite a bit that I've been seeing like in a solid couple of areas is the Hatch Restore. I don't know if you've heard of this, Jacqueline.
1: What is it? No, okay, it's not. So, so
0: effectively, it's like a nightstand clock. And so the way that it works, it's a sound machine, a smart light. It also offers you like a sleep routine and also works as a like a reading light. But what it ultimately does, I think is very useful. And what I find, like why I would find it useful is it has a sunrise alarm. So this like, it has like a little bit of a, it has a light. It looks like a half moon almost, maybe a little bit more than half a moon, like three quarter moon. And so you have like this half moon shape above the clock that is just a light it's an led and it changes from this like like light uh light white like yellow hue to like a pink orangey hue kind of like a sunrise so in the morning Mm. it'll start presenting that when you wake up so you feel more refreshed as if it's actually in the morning and it'll use like sounds like white noise and different relaxing uh like sounds it'll have to help you wake up in the morning as well and to go to bed so you can have like those you can have some white noise in the background like i know personally for me I like white noise when I sleep. I don't know about you, Jacqueline. Like, are you a white noise type person?
1: Hmm. Okay. So I have this is like kind of this will be relevant, but I do you know what TMJ is?
0: TMJ. No.
1: It's like when you like clench your teeth a lot, and like, anyways, it, it's like um, it's like a dentist like thing. A lot of people have it. I think like one third of the population have it. Like where you like clench your teeth a lot, and like your jaw gets tight. And so sometimes when your jaw gets tight, it can then cause tinnitus in your ears, which is like a ringing sound that's not actually there. And so if I'm having a stressful week, sometimes I get that and then I'll use the white noise because otherwise it's like very infuriating to like hear like yeah. a high pitched ringing. But otherwise, white noise kind of bothers me because I feel like it's like a level of stimulation when I'm trying to sleep.
0: No, that's fair. Like my uncle, like I don't know if you've, there's, there's, another, there's another product that a lot of people were recommending uh, for sleep. It was, uh, it's the Bose Sleep Buds, I think is what it's called. Yeah. I thought those were quite interesting just because of the way that it works. Like it's, it's meant to help you sleep better. It's called okay, it's called the sleep buds too and it's meant to help you sleep better by like offering you melodic instrumental music white noise or, like a rainforest or ocean swell type, type beat and these like tiny earbuds that are like noise canceling too. I personally could never like, do that like put earbuds in my ears and go to bed. I feel like that's just too uncomfortable. but then for another like my uncle was always telling me he was like when you're sleeping like you should be sleeping in silence like you shouldn't be sleeping or like you shouldn't be sleeping with something in your ear like music playing. And I always thought that was just really interesting because there's all these different gadgets where they're playing music when you fall asleep. Or like, I have a, a couple of buddies who, like, listen to music when they go to bed. And I'm like, I could never.
1: That's wild.
0: I feel like there is too much stimulation at that point.
1: I sometimes listen to, like, an audiobook if I'm having trouble falling asleep. But, like, music, I don't know. I feel like I'd be, like, jamming out. I would not be going to bed.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I mean, like, I understand the white noise just because, for me, I like it. Like, I like uh, it's like a babbling brook. Like, I like just a little, like, water. Uh, in the background okay. when I'm sleeping, just, like, something. Especially if I don't have a fan. Because I use... Th- the thing is, I've had a fan going, like, pretty much year-round for, like... I want to say over, like, maybe 15 years. Like, I just... I get really hot Holy when I God. sleep. So, at this point, if okay. I don't have the fan, I just I just need white noise. Because otherwise, like, I'm just so used to it. But, yeah. So, these these earbuds, the Bose buds too, they're, like, basic in-ear earbuds with uh, noise cancellation. And they help to, like, mask whatever's going on. There's also an alarm function in it. So, you can, like, wake you up in the morning. Apparently, like, it's just... I don't know, it's it's interesting, but I feel like they'd be really uncomfortable.
1: I feel like I I think one of my extended family members bought them. I, I like I'm just remembering this now as we're talking about it, and they wanted to use it like on a plane. Cause I think it may have like a noise cancellation element as well to it, but I could be wrong about that. It does, right? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, it's like for like for if you have like a partner who snores type beat.
1: Yes. Okay. So I think that they wanted to use it on a plane, but they found that it wasn't effective enough. Like it didn't mask enough noise. Um, and did you? I think Darsh, you already just said that action was cancellation, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's on me. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like forgot for a second there, but yeah. So it's interesting in that sense. But Darsh, what do you think? Like, when you think about a product like that versus like a product that just like purely tracks, like the Apple Watch, mm-hmm. is is the Apple Watch data? Because obviously for you, like it it was showing you that you weren't sleeping a lot. Who, like, how do you think that that data is like helpful? Sometimes I feel like with tech, like we're solving this problem of like just giving more features and more data, but not necessarily with a strong why. What do you think like the why is for like sleep tracking data?
0: Well, I think you touched on this a little bit earlier. Like when it comes to sleep, it's such an important part of your day. It affects so many different aspects of your ability to function. Like if you don't get a proper night's rest of sleep, like you're not going to be fully as energized as you would be otherwise. Then on top of that, you're also creating this inability to like actually remember things and communicate properly because you're not really fully awake. So Mm -hmm. I feel like having this kind of data gives you like not actionable steps but to some degree it gives you a better understanding of because it gives you a better understanding of your sleep quality it gives you uh the space in the room to kind of expand a little bit out from there and become not become i I guess i'm not even sure like it just more so like gives you the opportunity to recognize you're not getting good sleep and that you should like make actual steps to make to get to sleep better but i only like it when they're actual like things that'll help you go to bed i feel like all this that straight data, like it doesn't really do anything other than like highlight a problem that you probably already knew you had. Because if you're not sleeping enough anyway, you're probably going to feel like lethargic during the day or like not as uh, mentally acute as you'd usually be. Totally. So in that respect, I feel like that's what the statistics are used for. But then also it's like, I don't know, there's just cool different like apps and stuff you can use too. Like there's all these different things and all these different new pieces of tech that like a lot of people, I guess, uh, aren't necessarily as familiar with.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I think also like, Sometimes especially if you like give the company access to using the data what's nice about that is then the, we can like get sleep data in aggregate on like a certain population and then that actually I think helps with innovations and like discovering things. Yeah. So that's cool, but yeah, I don't know if when you I think that we should take a quick break right now, but when we come back from the break I want to talk about what innovations and other tech we hope comes out in the future
0: absolutely and while, space. and while we take this break guys i do want to ask anyone listening like if you guys are liking this episode and you guys like what you're hearing go drop us a review on uh apple Podcasts or even spotify if the reviews are open go for it let us know what you guys are liking what you're disliking how we can improve and how we can bring this show to more people so definitely in this little break that we have in between go drop us a review and we'll be back in a short second
1: break everyone hope you got a cold brew or an espresso
0: i had i had some nice espresso today i'm not gonna lie to you i did haven't, you haven't made espresso in a while I've been, I've been actually just drinking normal coffee
1: oh my god that's like the worst pick out of everything not that's like third choice
0: Nah, it's like a normal like either a black coffee or like a, a i take it regular sometimes too like mcdonald's coffee holy like i've been trying to cut down my caffeine intake but like i'm highly debating grabbing a coffee before i uh, I have to go drive home so i'm debating like Just picking up a coffee for the road—it just—it seems you should—it seems so appetizing right now. But we shall see. We shall see.
1: I think you should. Yeah, dude. I um, I got a nice chicken espresso yesterday from Starbucks, and it was actually very good.
0: I feel like I've been hearing that. I feel like I've been hearing. Have you
1: tried it yet, or no?
0: No, I haven't. I haven't. I feel like those drinks are just—they're just way too sweet for me.
1: Oh, I get it without any sweetener. Ooh. So I just do it like it's literally just the almond milk. Like I, I say, no sweetener because I agree. Otherwise, it's like a lot of sugar for no reason. All right. Well, what we're talking about is sleep though. So I'll throw it to you. What are like some innovations or things that you would like to see that aren't on the market yet? Um.
0: Honestly, like I feel like there's so many different things that are already on the market, but I feel like what would be cool would be a pillow that had a sensor built into it mm. to not only provide like data, but also to kind of help you fall asleep a little bit, like maybe a speaker in there or something, like, something a little small or like a vibrating motor or like a little vibrating motor in there so that I can wake you up in the morning. It's a little like tap. It's like a little tap on your ear when you're sleeping or on the back of your head, however you sleep. I don't know. I'm, I'm a side sleeper, so I don't, I, I can't necessarily okay. speak to too much of the back sleepers, the stomach sleepers, the other side sleep. I don't I don't know. How do you sleep? Yeah. Do, you, do you sleep on your side? Do you sleep on your back?
1: I do both. Like I sleep on my side back sometimes, but I never sleep on my stomach. I like, I can't fathom that there are people that actually sleep on their stomach. Oh,
0: I do side or stomach usually. Really? Yeah. Face first just, into the pillow. How is that
1: comfortable? Like, oh my God.
0: Like, I don't know. I don't know why it just lets me stretch out so much better. And I just, oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. I could go to bed right now if I wanted. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. Dude, there are some days when you wake up and you're like, I'm already ready to go back to bed right now.
0: Oh, no, that's been me. Like, I've been in that situation. Like, damn, (laughs) like I've been wanting to go back to bed. But at the same time, there are some cool sleep applications that I feel like uh, provide us with some cool opportunities to, like, fall asleep. So I don't know if you've ever heard of Calm.
1: Yeah, of course. They did, like, a collaboration with, I think it was Harry Styles. Because his voice is pretty calming.
0: Probably, actually, that'd be pretty cool. I've never actually used Calm. It's better known for an anti-anxiety app. What I found interesting with Calm in specific was, in my Google Home, it's actually built in now into the UX, oh, like interesting. into the user interface. Like you can go through and like if you want to click like meditation, it'll take you through like a calm meditation uh, program. Uh to so help you like either fall asleep or if you're having an anxious day, same kind of vibe. So they actually have sleep stories, funny enough. And there's yes. like it's like different tales that you can kinda of listen to as like you're trying to fall asleep. And it's it's honestly like I can understand why a service like this is paid. Like I would actually pay for the service. It's a little pricey, like fifteen bucks a month to seventy dollars a year. Like it's something to consider, but it is definitely a very, very uh I feel like a very useful app. I feel like a lot of people would find a lot of benefits from using it.
1: Yeah, you know, I um I do. I have like something similar on Headspace, yeah, which is like a similar counterpart, and they also have sleep stories. And what's pretty cool is like you can decide between listening to just like the background music of like the rain and things like that, and listening to the voice. And so like if I wake mm-hmm. up in the middle of the night, I sometimes use it, and it definitely does help me like fall back to sleep and get tired again. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I think would be cool just is like a feature that the Apple watch has is like the alarm clock feature. It like kind of taps you on the wrist. And I feel like that's a much more calming way to wake up versus like an alarm sound. Yeah. And so for me personally, I would love that there was a product like the Apple watch that wasn't just a watch, but like it's pure function was just to like tap you like an alarm clock, but for your wrist that tapped you, I feel like that would be a pretty cool innovation in the space as well.
0: No, absolutely. Absolutely. I thought actually, what is it called? I'm literally blanking on the name of this app. It was, I'm trying to think about... Oh, sleep cycle. That's what it was. Okay. So at least I, at least it's the way it used to work. And so from my understanding of it is like you put your phone under your pillow. And so... Okay. Throughout the night, it'll like track how you're sleeping. So you don't actually need any like fancy devices. Like you literally just need your phone because it's using the accelerometer built into your phone to track the like... thing that makes movement. me
1: worried about that though is like the radiation next to your head all night. Or not like the radiation, but like the... You know, like they've proven yeah. like putting your phone next to your head all night or like next to your face all day is not great.
0: Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. Like it, you shouldn't, you don't need to, but like, it's just a cool thing if you want to test every now and then see how your sleep's going. thought it was interesting. I know some people put it under like their mattress and stuff, but there are a bunch of different apps like that, like Sleep Cycle that work to analyze your sleep and how well it is going just based off of uh, your accelerometer, which I thought was quite interesting.
1: Yeah, that actually is pretty cool. Like I wonder how the accelerometer tracks it. Is it like how much you move?
0: Yeah, I guess effectively, because if you're like restlessly in sleep, right, then you're um, not necessarily sleeping as well as you'd want to be. So if, you're, if you have a restless sleep, then the sleep quality is not going to be as great. You're probably going to wake up a little bit more. So like cause when you fall asleep, you're effective, like your body is like shut down. Like you are, you are all dead weight and you are just resting. So when you're constantly moving, you're not actually like fully asleep. If That's that makes true. sense. So, yeah, I don't know. I always thought that was interesting. So being able to track it through like apps like this, I feel like are, it's very crucial toward actually making sure that you have like everything you need.
1: Yeah. And there are like people that have to like do sleep studies because their sleep is so bad and they have to like figure out like what's wrong. Um, and I think during COVID, a lot of the sleep studies ended up like being conducted as at home studies. And so I'm sure something like that would have been pretty helpful.
0: Oh, absolutely. Like, there are tons of different stuff that you can use. And and even like you were saying, like Headspace, um, also a very, very good app, similar to Calm, where it very much works to help with meditation and like lowering anxiety um, and stress levels. But then on top of that, they also do have support to help you sleep better too. Like there are a ton, there are, there are actually a ton of really, really cool resources you can use to fall asleep, which is like kind of crazy to think.
1: Yeah. And I think honestly, like that is something that I've liked this week because I, this week, for some reason, my sleep has just been off. And so it's been helpful. So actually in a kind of subtle transition, <laughs> this is the part of the podcast where you talk about things that we like, whether it be like songs, music, culture, or sleep app. Um, and so that is going to be my first one.
0: That's going to be your first one for this week? Yes. Alrighty. My first one this week is going to be it's gonna be a song i'm just trying to think oh, so, okay so it's an older song it's a little sad i'm not gonna to lie to you it's loop fiasco and guy sebastian it's called battle scars like okay. I, I rediscovered it the other day when i was at the gym funny enough i don't know why my gym music has gotten so sad but it's also
1: very very <laughs> while you're working out
0: yo don't underestimate the power of a sad guy, okay? Like yo, like w- like when we're sad, it's sad, it's sadness. Like it just pushes us through.
1: That's interesting. I know
0: sad workouts. I find it be so cathartic. Like it just like the catharticism or catharsis? I can see that. Uh, cath- I, what is that word? C- catharsis. Um,
1: cathar. Yeah, I-, I can't figure out how to say it either. What is it? Cathartic.
0: Yeah. So like like that, that, that cathartic feeling of like being at the gym and just like. I don't know, pushing yourself really hard and like just cause like you're trying to work through something. I just think it's I think it's great. Like anytime just in a mood or like go to the gym, play some sad music and just like work out. Just it's a good vibe. So I found this song up for the for the first time in a while. I um, I really enjoyed it, so I'd recommend it uh to anyone looking for new music like that.
1: That is a really good rec. Um, I will check it out. My first rec for this week, pull it up here. Oh, I've been listening to Lil Nas X, his album, which I know came out a while ago, but there's a song called That's What I Want. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really good. I feel like the chorus is like really addicting. So that's my first one. Wow,
0: I watched recently. It was a uh, it was a uh, Mark video. Okay, uh, it was the I think it was he switched back to the Pixel. Yeah, and I was watching that. I just thought it was really interesting. Like it's it's very interesting to me. Like constantly switching between phones for one, but then to to see like. To see videos like this, it's really interesting to watch like how the life life cycle of a phone has like shifted. Like it's very, it's very much like you will, especially with the Pixel, because it's always been like very much of an issue, like with in terms of its uh, yes. power and its abilities. So seeing it kind of transition a little bit and like, he'd be like, yeah, I guess switch back to the Pixel because I want, I want to give it another shot. Like I thought that was quite an interesting take. Also, it's just a really well done video as always because it's Marquez.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. I, I feel like his video ideas right lately have been like very innovative. Like he's always been great, but they are definitely like very story driven.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Okay, my next one for this week... Oh, um, all right, it's going to be another song, but Conan Gray, who's like one of my newly favorite artists, just came out with a new song. It's like the first single off his new album that's coming out in like two months, and it's called Memories. It's also kind of a sad song, actually, Darso. so maybe add it to your workout playlist, but it's pretty good. Damn,
0: all right, that's a good rec. I'll definitely be adding that. My other one was... it's I watched this for the first time. It Okay, people get mad at me because I don't necessarily like... I am a huge movie guy. Like I love, I would love to make a movie. I would like to make content like movies, but also mm-hmm. I don't watch a lot of movies, like especially like older ones. I don't, I haven't actually watched like a lot of the classics. So the first time ever I watched the Bourne Identity, it's like the first movie in the Bourne series. And I absolutely loved it. I thought it was phenomenal. I sat down, okay. I watched it. It was just me. I was chilling in the apartment. Like no one was here. I was like, all right, let me watch it. Like, let me, let's see how, let's see how this is. I sat down, watched it, and absolutely loved it.
1: That's an awesome, I love movies like that. Honestly, like that type of genre is totally my vibe.
0: It's very interesting, especially because he didn't, he didn't have any like, uh, like, he didn't have any like memory. It was just like kind of him trying to figure himself out but he had all these skills. Just cool.
1: Yeah, I think that's so cool. Like, I, and I also kind of love action movies like that that don't have like, I don't know, I haven't seen that movie, but I've, I know the series and I feel like movies like that that don't have like terrible stakes, like some of the action movies to me like feel too real. Like mm. they're like, like the latest James Bond movies, honestly, yeah. have like a very like depressing tone to them. And I definitely prefer, like, action movies that are more, like, lighthearted and fun.
0: Well, I mean, did you see the last James Bond movie?
1: I didn't, but I've heard that it was kind of dark.
0: Yeah, it was... It, it ended on a pretty depressing note. Um, oh, God. <laughs> not gonna lie Yeah, to
1: I hate that. Like, life... There's already aspects of life that are depressing. Like, why Why do the movies <laughs> have to end like that?
0: Honestly... Okay, this may be a little, like, sadistic of me, but I, I really like movies that end off on a harsher note. Really? I think Ugh. it's just... I think it's just different. It's refreshing. Like, not... Like if you look at like most stories in life, like not everything has a happy ending, and I feel like it's mm. I feel like it's almost childish to believe that everything in life is gonna be a ha- is gonna have a happy ending. Like p- like part of life is having those ups and downs. Where you ultimately end up in a position where it's not necessarily going to be the greatest situation, but it's those stories that are the most impactful, I feel, because they're able to offer you insight and perspective into like situations that you might be going through in your life. Where it's kind of like, look, like not everything is going to be rosy and happy all the time. It's there's going to be times where things are going to be tough. It's going to be hard. It's going to be it's going to be a uh, challenging experience. And so it's just all about figuring out life for yourself and like trying to make yourself be happy, but. It's also like, there are the, you're going to have the highs, you're going to have the lows. It's just a part of life.
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny though. Cause like, I think that's definitely true and it is important like that our struggles are represented in media, but I guess like I have to be in the mood to watch a movie like that because otherwise like.
0: Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, a movie is first and foremost for entertainment.
1: Yeah. And like escapism a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes.
0: No, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Okay. Do you have any like last one for this week?
0: Yeah. I got one last one. It's uh, called the cobbler. It's uh Adam Sandler okay. movie. It's like from like, okay. 2014. I, I just remember like we watched it a couple of days ago and like it, it was it wasn't that bad like I, it was wasn't the best Adam Sandler movie out there I I will I will not say it was but it definitely was like actually a pretty interesting movie I thought it was I thought it was pretty good I I enjoyed a decent I liked him a lot
1: as an actor yeah
0: he's he's a funny guy and he just has just a lot to offer like okay so for everybody doesn't know what a cobbler is a, a cobbler is uh pretty much like a sewing machine like a. a a shoe fixer okay pretty much like someone who will fix your shoes and so the premise behind the movie is like Adam Sandler like is gi- is given this magical sewing machine that allows him to walk a mile in other people's shoes effectively
1: mmm that's um, cool so I
0: thought that's the, a cool premise I thought the premise was really cool and that's why I enjoyed it because it was like like everyone really does have that mentality of like like, oh, look, I wish I could do this in my life. Like, I wish I was more like this person and comparing yourself consistently to other people. And it's like, it's like, yo, you actually don't know what a lot of people are going through, what they're dealing with, but they don't share with you. Walk a mile in someone else's shoes and you, you'll, you'll see how life goes.
1: So true. Yeah, there's a quote that's like, I don't like that man very much. I must not know him well enough.
0: Yeah. It's it's everyone has shit that they're going through. Everyone has things that they're battling with, struggling with, and it's a part of life. It's just about figuring it out and moving forward. So I thought the cobbler was an interesting uh, take on that premise, given it wasn't the best movie, but I thought that the premise was like pretty cool.
1: That's cool. Yeah, it sucks so when a movie has like an awesome premise and then they just do not execute.
0: That's, I feel like that's half of Adam Sandler's movies to be honest with you. At least, at least as of late. At least as of late. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Okay. My last one for this week is a podcast called And They Were Roommates. It's by my good friend Elliot Choi and his three roommates. They have like a content house and they just started a podcast. And what I think that they're doing that's really cool is for every, so it's four of them and every person is getting an origin story episode. So it's like an hour and 15 minutes where you just like hear about their life and like why they are the way that they are. And I think it's actually a really amazing way to like humanize a content creator before you hop into like having entertaining podcast episodes.
0: I like that. I actually really like that. Um, what's, what's it called again? And they were roommates.
1: Yes. It used to be called your mom's house, but then they found out kind of similarly to us actually with a podcast that someone else had that name.
0: So they had to rebrand. Yeah. Your mom, uh, your mom's house is, uh. Actually no, your mom's basement. That's a that's a barstool sports or a barstool. I don't know. It's, it's barstool sports, right? Uh, barstool. Interesting. Pretty yeah. Pretty much a barstool. That was a, that one's a barstool podcast, but I don't know about your mom's house, but I imagine that does exist. Yeah, that would make sense.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so they they had a similar situation to us where they didn't know and they had to rebrand.
0: Absolutely no, that makes sense. That makes sense.
1: Yeah, so it's called and they were roommates, which is actually like I think a cool name.
0: No, I think it's a cool name.
1: All right. Well, with that said, everyone. This is us just trying new stuff with the podcast. We're always trying to make interesting content. So this is just an episode focused on sleep. We want to hear if you guys prefer like these story-driven one-topic episodes versus like the four. We kind of want to do a combo of both, but definitely let us know at Digital Dive Pod on Twitter. Adil Constantine, thanks for the incredible intro and outro music. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week at 7 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Eastern.
0: Thanks guys for listening. Catch you guys next week. Again, 7 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Eastern.
1: Bye.